Hi, my name is Mukuka Chipanta. I'm an aerospace engineer and the award-winning author of the novel A Casualty of Power. I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast entitled Kutika, which means listen in Bemba. Kutika is a collection of short stories written by me and adapted for radio. Each time, I use a different actor to narrate one of my short stories. They are all works of fiction that tackle topical social issues affecting Africa today. The stories are modern, entertaining, and fun, and sometimes quite sobering. I hope you enjoy them. Kutika can be downloaded for free on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, or post a review. It helps others find it, as well as maintain our sponsors. With that said, here we go. A Home Blessing A short story written by Mukuka Chipanta and performed by Nene Nuoko. Part 5 Charles took a long, hard quaff of his beer, swallowed and then belched loudly. He had planted himself all afternoon in his usual spot in front of the television set. He was watching the Tottenham Hotspurs playing against Arsenal. They weren't his teams, but it was a good match nonetheless. In truth, since subscribing to Multi-Choice a couple of years ago, Charles watched every English Premier League soccer match he could get his hands on. He was on his fourth or fifth beer, he had lost count, when his wife Harriet walked into the living room, her jasmine scent filling the space. Zelda, she bellowed. At the sound of his wife's voice, Charles's fingers pressed a little harder into the worn arms of his chair. Why did she have to talk so loudly? He resented how she always seemed to go out of her way to disturb him when he watched soccer. He was convinced that she took pleasure in it. Ma? Zelda quickly appeared in the living room. Harriet adjusted the shoulder on her white chiffon blouse, which she wore atop her blue and white Catholic Women's League Chitenge wrapper. Did you clean the bathroom in our bedroom this morning? Yes. Yes, I did, ma. Harriet frowned. Well, you didn't do a very good job of it. It is filthy. She pursed her lips. I want you to go back and clean it again. Waumfwa. Clean it very well. You know how I like it. Zelda bowed her head. Yes, ma. I will clean it again, ma. Harriet picked up her handbag from the dining room table and slid it over her elbow. I am going out for a few hours, but when I come back, that bathroom must be cleaner than clean. Later, Yes, ma. I'll do it. Then Harriet turned to address her husband. His eyes were trained on the television screen as if cast under a spell. Vashi, Charlie. I need to attend some meetings at the parish council office. She paused for a moment, hoping for some sort of engagement from him. But as always, he merely grunted without sparing her so much as a glance. Harriet shuffled her shoulders. I'll be back around dinner time. 
Zelda pulled a lint cloth from the clothesline in the backyard. She had left it there to dry earlier that morning after she finished with the bathrooms. She then took the blue plastic bucket, not the red one. Mama Harriet had strict rules about which bucket was to be used for the bathrooms and which for the kitchen, and placed the lint cloth and a scrubbing brush inside it. She grabbed a container of bleach and went through the back door to the kitchen. It pained her to have to redo the master bathroom, but she knew that the first thing Mama Harriet would do when she returned would be to inspect her bathroom. Zelda traversed the living room. Charles was still fixed in his armchair watching the soccer match. She entered the master bedroom. Harriet and Charles's room was medium-sized and neatly decorated with a canvas painting of Mother Mary cuddling baby Jesus on the back wall above the headboard. Past the bed and to the far right corner was the door to their in-suite toilet and bath. Zelda made her way into the bathroom and started filling her buckets with water. The chattling sound of water rushing through the tap and into the bucket sent her mind adrift, thinking about how Father Emmanuel had held her in his arms and assured her that everything would be fine. He had promised that the suffering they were going through was but a moment in time and that it too would pass. There were many times Zelda felt overwhelmed by everything, wondering how it was that she found herself in such a predicament, a poor, childless housemaid, cast away by her husband for another woman, and now desperately in love with a priest. How had she found herself pining for the affections of a man who had vowed to God, in the presence of men, to uphold the virtues of chastity and obedience? Zelda's thoughts were suddenly interrupted by a presence behind her. She was startled at first. Oh, uh, uh, wa she, Charlie. I am so sorry. I didn't see you there. She held a hand above her chest. I, let me leave you to... She quickly turned off the tap in the tub and then moved as if to get past him. But he blocked her path. It was then that she noticed the look in Charles's bloodshot eyes. This sent a chill racing down her spine. The room instantly felt tiny, as if the walls were closing in on her. She attempted to get past him again, but once more he blocked her way. An ominous silence captured the room with nothing but the eerie sound of his breathing and the last trickle of water dripping into the bucket. Charles turned and shut the door behind him. Mama Harriet was a woman on a mission. She stormed into the parish council office and made a beeline for the young clerk in Pandey's office. She found him at his desk, his fingers and lips oily from a box of hungry lion chicken and chips. Mpande immediately rose to his feet. Ah, auntie, he said, his mouth choked full of food. Harriet was in no mood for niceties. Mpande, I thought you and I had an understanding, eh? Can she, which part of I want you to tell me about everything that is going on in this place, didn't you understand? Ah, auntie, but... I... Do you take me for a fool? Mpande swallowed hard, almost choking. He said, No, auntie, but what... What have I done? 
What have you done? What have you done? It's what you haven't done that is the problem. She wagged a finger in front of his face. Did I not make myself clear the last time we spoke? Yes, yes, you did, Auntie, you did, but... Okay, then why did I have to learn with everyone else that Father Chanda has been stealing from the church coffers for months? Probably even years, eh? Did you not think that was important information for me to know? Mpande raised his hands in surrender. But, Auntie, I didn't know. I swear to... Don't you dare use the Lord's name in vain. I am a woman of God. You will respect our Lord's name. Mpande was trembling. Harriet glanced over her shoulder before taking a step closer to Mpande. Remember what I told you last time. It was I who fought to get you this position here in the parish office. Don't make me regret my decision, or else I will be compelled to change it. Mpande fell to his knees. Please, auntie, you have to believe me. I didn't know about Father Chanda. Harriet peered down at him. What use are you to me if you cannot provide any information of value? Mpande clasped his greasy hands around the back of his head, tears welling up in his eyes. He began to rummage through the corners of his mind for something, anything that could placate Mama Harriet. There, there is one thing. Harriet narrowed her eyes, waiting for him to elaborate. Mpande's breathing was heavy, a young man searching desperately to save himself. I was told that someone came to see Father Emmanuel the other day. A young woman. It, it was late. It was just the two of them in his office. Harriet's interest was instantly piqued. Go on. It happened the other night. It was the night watchman who told me. He said he saw something. He said he saw something through the window. The two of them. The tears would not stop falling down her cheeks as she lay on the cold linoleum floor of the bathroom. <laughs> Zelda could still smell him on her, his wet breath that reeked of alcohol, and those rough, gnarled hands that had pulled violently at her limbs. Who could she run to? Who could she tell? Who would believe her? It had happened in an instant, this crude violation that left her broken and tainted. Through it all, he did not say a word, his eyes ruby red and soulless. When he was done, he left her there on the bathroom floor like something he had pried off the bottom of his shoes. When he reached the door, he stood in the frame with his back towards her and said, You will keep quiet about this if you know what's good for you. As Harriet sat in the back seat of a cab on the way home from the parish council office, all she could think about was Zelda's green national registration card, which she kept tucked away in the back of a drawer with all her other valuables. Mama Harriet kept the drawer locked all the time and carried the key on her person. She had taken to holding on to the national registration cards of all her employees after learning her lesson the hard way. Years ago, she had employed a young man to do the chores around the house. 
She returned home one day to find that he had run off with the television set, the radio, and half of her wardrobe. After that, she resolved to do two things. The first was to never hire a young man again, as they were far too restless, always looking for ways to get rich quick. The second was to always hold on to an employee's national registration card as a sort of insurance policy to keep them from running off. Every national registration card bore the holder's official photograph. Harriet's plan was to take Zelda's card and show it to the night watchman at the parish office. She had already spoken to him about it. That way, she could verify without a shadow of a doubt that Zelda and Father Emmanuel were truly having an affair, and she would have a witness to boot. As the cab turned onto Mama Harriet's street, she felt a sense of excitement inside her chest. She would take much pleasure in firing that useless girl and exposing the scandal to the Archbishop himself. She would not sit idly by and watch a philandra lead her parish. This story will be continued in our next episode. If you like this story, please subscribe and leave us a rating or post a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at Chipanta Mukuka on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out my website, mukukachipanta.com, for updates and information about my upcoming events. Until next time, stay tuned. Stay tuned.